Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Dope Black Podcast. So, as I said, I don't know how much of us messing around with Instagram Live is going to make our edit of the podcast. Although, before we started, I did say to to Winston, every Dope Black Dads podcast is a very open conversation and there's essentially no editing with what we do. We just let you guys enjoy the entire conversation and uh, we are always privileged to have some really exciting and interesting guests. Today... And I'm going to read this verbatim to do it justice. I'm joined by Winston Ashby, who's joining us from uh, all the way over in California. We've had some interesting discussions about daylight savings time before that happened. Um, And Winston has successfully grown the party program since 2000 through his advocacy and his innate ability to positively and inspirationally lead his community. Leveraging on non-traditional forms of leadership development and core programs, party program focuses on mentorship, leadering, leadership, sorry, and most importantly, civic engagement. Collaboration with different public and private agencies supporting African-American-led and anti-racial organisations has been key in the success of the party programme organisation. In 20 years, party has built partnerships with Youth Service America, My Brother's Keeper Alliance and America Corps. He's received communication from President Barack Obama in 2014 because of his impact on African-American males and youth of colour. Now, that is quite some introduction. Winston, welcome to the Dope Black Dads podcast. Well, every time I, I've been hearing that lately, when people have been introducing me, I'm like, where are they getting this information from? Who is saying, where are they, this is, I'm inspirational? Okay, sure, why not? All I know is I go to work every day, and it seems like I work seven days a week. <laughs> And uh, 24 hours a day. So um, thank you for allowing me to be here. It's a privilege and honor, um, not only just to be able to um, have conversations that are cross-generational, because I, you know, I, obviously you're, you're younger than me, um, but to be able to have conversations um, that's going to transcend not only California, where I'm at, but also um transcend outside of the United States to have a more universal um, whole world type of conversation. I hope other people will tap in and respond back to you um, after this is over and and communicate their truth and, um, you know, communicate their formulas on what they have seen to be um, true serums and as well as uh, what they have seen to be uh, remedies to make sure that all voices are inclusive at their schools and in their communities. Thank you for allowing me to be here. It's a, a real pleasure and uh, and it is great likewise just to, to communicate with, with people doing fantastic work all over the world and the, the power of technology and, and um, communication to be able to do this and share this with everybody as well. Um, and it's one of the great privileges that I have that I can share people's stories and enable people to share their stories and their insights and share that with a community with who's got very open ears so really excited to, to talk to you um i've given the kind of copy introduction that you said you've heard a lot recently yeah. um for everybody else out there just tell us what the party program does um i know you do a lot of work to kind of stop uh and, and tackle the spread of bullying and raise awareness uh with young people and children so i suppose to kick us off, let us know why, why bullying, and what the party program really does to address that. Well, what do we do? Well, first of all, what's up, Miranda? I see you. Um, Lena, I see you. Melissa, I see you. Becca, I see you. 
Um, Becca's my wife. My wife is watching us. Well, <laughs> not this Becca. Oh, oh maybe, maybe, maybe this, this is your wife, Becca. So what I need you all to do that are listening here on Instagram is I need you to connect with uh, Marcus Rattle. I need you to follow him, right? Connect with him. He is in the UK and we are talking right now. It's morning for him. And it's afternoon for us, but you follow him right now, and um, and so we can keep we can keep this communication um, ongoing about keeping young people safe, about stopping bullying, about uh, building mental wellness and capacity um, through self care, through having conversations, through reflection, through um, self examination of not only who we are, but who we want to be. So that's just a little taste of how we work in the party program. I, I like um, it already. If I if I, I see a huge spike in my followers, I know what it is, but please yeah. do also follow the podcast. I've, it's linked in my bio, um, the at Thoke Black Dads is the handle for that. And thank you very much for that kind introduction and plug Winston. <laughs> yeah, so, so what I do is, um, I just really consider myself to be a connector. You know, someone communicated to me, they were from All Stars Helping Kids. It was founded by Ronnie Lott, who's a real famous uh, football player here in the United States with the San Francisco 49ers. And they said, Winston, you, you build, you support, you create opportunities for the next generation of leaders. I said, oh yeah, okay, I do that. <laughs> That is that is true, and if I have to begin, I have to begin with my own story. And my own story is this: I did not consider myself to be a leader. I did not I did not feel esteemed to be out in front of people to communicate my truth because I was fearful of what they would seeing me that I did not see in myself or that they would see the fear that was already inside of me because I had not yet grown and developed my voice. I did not grow and develop my spirit, my energy, my tenacity, and these are all things that everyone needs just to survive as a human being. And so when someone feels bullied, they feel, you know, that there's a, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's an issue of trust and you're asking them or communicating to them, you need to be in this environment where you do not feel safe. You need to be in this environment where you feel threatened. You're not able to grow all those things that you need to thrive as a human being. And so you start building trauma. And unfortunately, when you build so much trauma because of threats that you feel like you can't control. Those are the things that lead to depression. Those are the things that lead to violence. Those are the things that lead to kids committing suicide, taking their own life, not understanding their value. And the reason why we started tackling um, bullying as an organization, probably like seven or eight years um, after after we began, was because my son was bullied. Wow. And with my son being bullied, I was like, okay, the school really doesn't understand what my son has been going through his entire life. And Going back to when you and I were in high school, we, of course, we didn't go to high school in the same years <laughs> uh, or middle school or elementary school. 
right? We may have said something about someone. Somebody may have said something about us, but they really didn't understand where we came from, our origins, our our history, our roots, our upbringing. Did we eat breakfast the day, day before or this morning? You don't understand that, but yet you're communicating, which is a form of passing judgment on someone. And if they don't know their own truth or their own strength, that could strangle them. And so for my son, who, you know, I, I came from a single parent household, didn't have a relationship with his mother, was trying to find that relationship, trying to find that value of why his mom wasn't in his life. Blamed his dad for his mom not being around or being able to connect with his mother. When he's going through those types of struggles. And then now (laughs) he gets into a situation where not one person, but one person and then their whole network Mm is bullying him then the trauma triggered a situation to where the police had to be called wow had to be involved we had a call we as a family had to contact the NAACP which is the National Association for the Advancement of Color People to advocate for my son and so um, that's that was my call to action to say whatever my family had to go through, I don't want to see another family have to go through the exact same thing because they may not know about resources that are available to help advocate for their child. Yeah, and I think we we um, we talked earlier before we, we hit record on the podcast about. Um, parties work and, and resources and, and things that are available um, I'm just curious to hear you know your experiences as a father realizing immediately that first initial reaction to exactly what your son was going through so I'm gonna take you back um, you know my son in sixth grade struggled in school in elementary school. And then in sixth grade, he finally brought his grades up. He was very successful. And it was okay, we we, we worked with the school to find and celebrate areas of strength for my son. And I feel that should be something that's common with all kids in family. And then so as he Went into middle school. He was a tall young man, very, you know, tall for his age. Um, his family's, uh, my family's from Trinidad. Um, and his mom's side of the family is from Samoa. So definitely mixed cultures. Um, and I know from my experience, okay, when you come from a, you know, elementary school to middle school you have a lot more bodies that you have you have to be able to connect and mix with and sometimes as young people if we're not engaged or we're not developed to learn how to have conversations with other people we sometimes you know, revert back to what we see either at home or on TV. And so it was just a mere, um, you know, one kid tried to try to fight my son. And, um, but the way it was presented to me kind of threw me for a loop. Um, I got called from my son's school. It was in the fall. And they said, 
Mr. Ashby, you have to come to the school. Your son has gotten into a fight. And I said, okay, I'm on my way. So immediately I get up and, you know, I get into the vehicle, drive up to the school. And I'm like, man, I never taught him how to fight. Never taught him how to protect himself. <laughs> you know, all these, all these things are going off through my mind as I'm going up to the school. And um, then I see um, police cars. Wow. And now I am nervous. I'm like, what is going, what is happening? What is taking place? And so when they called me in there and they said, okay, here's what happened. He was in class. There was a substitute teacher. Kids were throwing paper around in, in the class. Someone threw a paper at my son. You know, he reacted by throwing papers back at that person. That person then wanted to fight my son. And then it was uh, that person and a few other people. My son had agreed to fight the child. My son was waiting for the, the, the other child. Someone else came up to the school to fight my son. It wasn't that child, it was wow. someone else. And they told me, they said, um, and, and immediately I'm thinking, you know, he, go, he agrees to go somewhere to do something, somebody else shows up. What is that someone else had a weapon? Right. That person hits my son. My son hits that person back. That person, whatever reason, collapsed. They they had to call an ambulance to um to pick up that other child. And um and I asked my son, I because for me, I'm like, okay, after school, you go to tutorial. <laughs> mm. After tutorial, I pick you up. I take you to football practice. You know, we had a schedule. I'm like, why did you break that schedule? He said, I was just tired of all these kids picking on me. And I'm like, why didn't you tell the school about it? They weren't going to do anything about it. And... um and then so afterwards when we met and they came up with their, their plan or, or solution, their plan was, okay, you stay on this side, you stay on this other side, and none of you talk to each other. No form of conflict resolution sessions, no form of restorative sessions, no, no, no conversation or communication of, uh, let's get everyone involved and just create opportunities for them to self-reflect self-engage, get them connected with the school, make them feel valuable, help them to advocate for other people who might need support. None of those things. And then what happened after that was um, the next time I was called was like in January. Mr. Ashby, or actually let's back it up. My son didn't come home from school. And I was scared. I was like, oh my goodness, what if I what if I've been stressing him out? What if I've been putting too much pressure on him? And um and then like three hours later, they called me and they said, Mr. Ashby, your son's at the school. And I immediately went off at, at the at the administrators. I said, My son was at the school three hours after school was over. And you did, and you failed to communicate to me. Hey, we have your son. He's detained. He's safe, but we just want to let you know that we'll be calling you back. And then they told me there was a situation where my son brought a knife to school. Oh my god! And so when I was asking him, I was like, "Why would you bring a knife to school?" 
He said, well, we were playing basketball the day before. And the, the same kid tried to fight him and a couple of them pulled out knives. And then so the next day he said, he brought a knife just in case. He didn't brandish it or anything else of that nature. He just had it in his backpack. And so when they were, the, the issue took place again the, the next day. And he said, um, and I I said, um, well, then if you took out, if you brought a knife, but you didn't take it out, what, how, he goes, because I communicated, here's what I have in my possession. So he was, he was upfront. Um, with them. He didn't try to hide anything. And it's, that took me all the way back to when my son, when I asked my son, how can we did not tell a, you know, anyone about it? Mm. And he said, they're not going to do anything. And then I felt like this is exactly what my son said. Yeah. And I'm trusting into a system to keep him safe. And he's not safe I don't take my son to school <clears throat> into a, into an environment that does not mirror the environment of support that he has at home I, I need it to be the same and so um, and at that time we, my, the organization, we, we, we work primarily with high school students. And people just kept saying, you just need to put them in your, in the party program. You need to put them in the party program. I said, it's for high school. So eventually we put them into the, into the party program. And that's when we started expanding to, to really reach out and serve kids before they even got into high school, before they get into high school. Mm -hmm who might need that support, um, character development, whole child support, um, so that they can go to high school valuing themselves. And so that when they identify themselves as a leader, they're gonna start making those decisions and choices yeah. that mirrors a, a true leader. Uh, um, I mean, it's, it's absolutely terrifying to, to hear what your your son and what your family went through um what happened with the other you know the other side the other child and and um and also you mentioned there was a real lack of any kind of conflict resolution or restorative justice or anything like that um i'm curious if anything in in the system has changed and, and also kind of how you feel about that in particular? Well, um, in, in the communities that we serve, there are few to rare um, teachers or administrators who want to uh, deal with whole child support. And the reason why I say that is because um, no one just wakes up and they're, they're you know, they're born a bully. Mm -hmm. It has to be either something they're, they're seeing or something they're feeling. Right. And so um, being able to have support systems for young people, being able to check in is how you're doing today, how you're feeling today. So you can um, or either a teacher or a community partner can say, hey, Check in with so-and-so. They're not, they're feeling kind of depressed today or they're feeling down or they have something going on at home because typically kids will act out either a, a way that they're feeling or something that they're not receiving. And they, they, they want attention to be able to help address that or identify what that is. And so that's my belief on you know, support that's needed for young people. Um, I also believe that, uh, you know, when you get into high school or you get into college, 
you know, you, you have cheerleaders, you have football players. Football is the first sport of the school year. You know, championing not just kids in leadership, but kids on the football team, the basketball team, cheerleaders, to be social support mechanisms for kids at their school. Man, might have that freshman or that sophomore who feels introverted, feels not connected, to be able to say, okay, someone's got my back. Mm. Someone, you know, someone's going to look out for me. I, you know, and that's um, kind of the culture that we try to support. Uh, we try to support that culture of um, celebrating youth voice, especially voices of color. I'm going to tell you this. Um, Hispanic, um, African-American kids are finally, I'm not saying getting attention or getting support. They're finally at least looked at as a, a group of, of, of collective individuals who have not received um, support from funders, cities. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Programs, schools, um, you know, the, the things that they're learning as far as in education. And it's all come out after the murder of George Floyd here in the United States. Well, that's, that's good to hear that the, the progress is, is happening, but such a. I didn't say there was progress. I just said <laughs> they finally witness that okay here's here's what's going on here in america mm. here's what here's here's a a group of people that we fail collectively to make sure that they received support and so um you know because of those things you see um uh a, a large amount of uh, African Americans and, and Latinos going through these types of conflicts, or that they're, they're being bullied. Um, if you want to speak to it from a, a different lens, women, young girls, um, LGBTQ plus community is another group or other groups that need support that have been without that support for generations. They haven't been valued. And even individuals or, or women or, or people in the community that have been advocating for them for generations. Mm -hmm. They haven't been um, getting the type of support or platform to help these communities feel safe. And remember, we started off this conversation. I talked about feeling safe, yeah. feeling valued. And um, you, you've talked very openly about your your son's experience of, of bullying. And um, you also mentioned about kind of recognizing signs and for our listeners who are worried about their kids and, and, you know, what potentially is out there for them, what uh, can you share about your own experience um, or from what you, you teach in your programs as signs for us parents to look out for um, as, hey, such so check in with your kids, something might not be right? Um, well, definitely you should always be checking in with your children. 
always celebrate them. Let them know that they're valued and um, that they, you know, they have someone that they can communicate to and always find other people. And of course, vet them, those other people out, vet them out who, okay, child or, or, or son or daughter, you, you don't feel like you can speak with me. You talk to your auntie or you go to their house or, you know, um, uh, your friend's mother, so-and-so, just so that you have, you feel like you have a voice where you can communicate. Typically when kids are quiet, they don't want to eat. Um, they feel sad, they feel withdrawn. Um, those are, are, are triggers you need to look for. Uh, kids who um, are ups constantly upset or they snap back, um, those are times where, okay, let, let's check in and see what's going on. Not snap back at them, but just, hey, I just want to check in and see how you're doing. That's right. uh, in interesting as well. I, I read um, through some of the materials that, that the party program publishes for parents and that it, it brings me nicely onto something that really resonates with me about how children often model your behavior and being mm -hmm. mindful of your behavior at all times and what effect that's having. Speak to us a bit more about kind of where, where you come from with that. Um, and this might be a little controversial and I'll, I'll speak my truth. Um, my children's mother wanted to be feel young again and did not want to take on that, uh, responsibility of, of parenthood and I always say and I think what parents need to be mindful children are blessings 100% yeah blessings and I I think with social media also plays into this there are people like oh I want to be I gotta I gotta be I gotta be young I need my parent, I need my kid to be young. This is the kind of music I want to listen to. I'm going to have my kid listen to this. We're going to be out and they think it's cute, you know, but making sure that you understand this. It's not your child's responsibility to babysit their brothers and sisters. There always need to be a distinction of parent. Yeah and child always and we need to model that mothers and fathers we need to model that and so they always tell me to say hey um the person you are do you want your son to marry that person do you want your daughter to marry that person as you are right now the things that you're doing right now and it should never be a do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> never. Yeah, I can definitely uh, resonate with that. And I, I think, um, you know, I've, I've been blessed to, to have the, the leadership and the, um, the parenthood of, of both my parents, particularly my father. Um, and I, I often think, oh, you know, how would he do this? How would he handle this? And um, try to, to model that as well. And it is tough, but I think, you know, a real important point there about our role and, and also as well, just how lucky we are to be parents um, and that every day with, with our children is a blessing. I want to ask you something else that probably... Oh, before you ask me this, let me, let me just, I want to interject something. Go ahead. My my son that was bullied, um, we just had an event. Uh, we do it every year, the Exposure Bullying Prevention event. He part, he participated in it. Um, and he actually been participating every year, been helping out. Um, he's a business person. He's an entrepreneur. He makes videos. And, um, and I always say the work that I do in my organization I got involved because kids asked me to help them with the project. 
I never knew I was going to be doing this for 23 years. I never knew this. And so when my son says, well, dad, I've seen you run this organization. I've seen you do this work. So, at, at, you know, and this is at 20, 20, 22 years old. If I need any business advice, I'm going to come to you. That's the ultimate compliment your child can give you. If I need advice about relationships, if I need advice about being safe, if I need advice about being valued, if your child says you are the person I can turn to, you may not feel it, but you did your job. Yeah, that that absolutely kind of um, speaks to something that came up in a recent podcast um, uh, with, with Henry Appiah that we did. Uh, so uh, Henry um, was the first black UK franchisee of a little restaurant that came to the UK in the 70s called McDonald's. <laughs> it was the first black franchisee of McDonald's in 1992. Um, so it's a fascinating episode, worth checking out if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, but we talk about, you know, even my relationship with, with my father and, and how... I think I was in my early 20s where I was like, hey, if I've ever got anything I need to just check in, no matter what it's about, I know, like, this is where I'm going to go. This is who I'm going to ask. And um, that's a wonderful blessing for me. Uh, And um, I hope I'm clear enough with him about kind of how important he is uh, in my life. And and I'm sure he gets that as well. But I'm... also, when I think about kind of my children and my parenting, that's also my ultimate aim that, you know, one day they'll say, OK, that's that's the person that I can rely on. That's the person I can ask these questions to and, and be open to. And um, yeah, I think I'm still learning. My oldest is 10. My youngest is seven. Um, this is a lot of what the Dope Black Dads podcast is all about. Sharing that journey, sharing the things you learn, sharing those really difficult hurdles um, with people. Um, but yeah, that absolutely 100% resonates with, with me. Um, and I, I was going to ask you, I will ask you, um, I've read a lot of, of literature. I used to work in the education sector, or kind of still do, do some work with the Anti-Bullying Alliance here in the UK as well. Um, and there's, there's certainly a lot of resources that are out there in terms of what to do, how to recognise if your child's being bullied. But I think the one that's frightening or most frightening to me, which we not really see a lot of stuff about, or maybe we just don't look for it, is what what would your advice be if you suddenly discover that your child is the bully and your child is the one that's, that's making life terrible for somebody else? Well, here's... Um, I, I, I've actually had parents who said, hey, I want your child to participate in my program um, because they've been bullied or I mean, they, they've been bullying other people. And they were like, I just want my child to be nicer, to be more, you know, be more aware. Um, and I think that's the one thing a parent can do, make their child aware of their actions. You know, in our organization, um, I a young lady named Naomi and remember I've been doing this for over 20 years now she said hey Winston you have to be you know I want, I want you to talk, I want you to think about being mindful on how you communicate and how it's coming across and so for me I value when my young people approach me and they say hey Winston here's conflicts we have with you or here's challenges we have with you because now when we're able to have a conversation, and remember, I've, I've been talking about having that conversation, mm. um, then we can create action steps together to help address it. And I can check in with them, or you can check in with your child. The child can check back in with you. Um, there are so many different programs. There are, there are, are, are different days of of mental wellness campaigns mm. that your your child could be involved in, that you get your child to be uh, aware of. And I feel that by doing those things, 
engaging your kids in, in, in those opportunities, then they're, they're more conscious about the world around them. You know, take them out of their shoes and out of their comfort zone <laughs> and have them interact with someone who might need help or support. Um, or, 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 or someone who, you know, has a story to, they, that they can share that can maybe, whoa, have that child say, I never knew that. You know, so being able to put your, you know, walk in somebody else's shoe is very eye-opening for a lot of people. Uh, one thing I also want to um, add is this, and I haven't really communicated about this. Um, this is something we do in as an organization. We value young people to be leaders, to be the voices. Whenever we're doing a project, I'm like, okay, who need, who, what group doesn't have access to this? We're gonna do a diversity inclusion day. We're gonna bring a whole bunch of food where we're trying to connect different kids who may not actually sit down or eat with each other. Like, okay, what group is not invited to this? Who needs to have access to this? What are the steps we need to take to invite them to be included? So now you're giving, when you give kids ownership in their community, whether it be their school or their neighborhood, oh, they'll rise. They will rise. It's interesting hearing you you share that that vision, Winston. I um, I worked in public libraries for almost twenty years. Um, I finished in, in middle management, managed children's centres and libraries, and our our boss had very similar feelings and vision. I, the the libraries I managed were in a, a pretty rough part of East London, and um, we had a lot of trouble problems trouble with violence and aggression. A lot of it. And there were various bits of kind of training. I remember, and you think, when I told people I was a librarian, uh, and I always had to explain, well, actually, you know, I've had to do a course the other day where they taught me how to escape strangleholds and, you know, where's the safest place to go and hide if something kicks off or somebody brings a knife out. And that that was the reality, is the reality of some of the work that we did on the front line. But um, his approach, and it wasn't one that was welcomed very quickly, but his approach was exactly that. He was like, these these children need to be given some autonomy. They need to be given the opportunity to show us what they're capable of, what they want, lead, fail, grow. And um, it was a really difficult concept for a lot of people to buy into. Um, and as I go back, because I'm still madly passionate about public libraries and I visit my old colleagues and visit my old libraries, I see some really incredible progress because that's been allowed to happen. Um, and it's amazing hearing you talking about that exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not change. It's really transformation. And when, you, when you're doing, when, you, when you're in the mindset of transformation, you're in the mindset of, of growing. And so, um, you know, being able to accept or experience new things or just say okay here's something new that we engage in and here's what we learn from it all that is part of life <laughs> it's part of part of part of living but being able to have that growth mindset to be able to say okay we're going to empower and then we we may need to do some coaching to help empower uh, not only the kids but the people who are put in, in in ownership to support those kids. I didn't say charge, I said in ownership to support those kids, right? So own your, you know, own your, uh, what you're commissioned to do. And when I say own, that means make it yours. Mm. I'm here to support, I'm here to support this, this young person. Um, I'm here to support these these youth. I'm here to support this community. I'm here to uh, support the mission and vision of this library or this school. And so everybody that comes in my path, I have to make sure I'm making sure they're safe and I'm communicating to everybody, to my whole team. Here's what, here's what we're doing that's, that's successful. Here's the challenges that we're having. It's, it's really interesting to kind of we, we joined or started this discussion 
I suppose specifically from the angle of what party does with uh, towards uh, bullying or raising awareness of bullying. But I think a lot of our listeners will gain a lot from the conversations we're having around leadership, coaching, um, ownership and the privilege of, of those positions as well. What are some of the challenges that you find in that space? Because I think a lot, there's a lot of people who will be listening who are either in those positions or aspire to be in those positions. Um, and be great to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, I think a few things. And that is um, what I realized, and this is recently, you know, we all have our comfort levels, right? And um, when you're trying to support young people, their comfort level may be a little bit more, a um, little bit more challenging to reach than someone else's, and and that's okay. Um, being able to understand that, hey, here's some opportunities for you that I would like to provide you or offer you but I also want to be able to connect you to, you know, maybe you need something that's gender based. Maybe you need something that's cultural based that, you know, that type of conversation or that type of support, being able to understand that um, and support them on those things. And as well as I, I, I have a very loud voice, but the one thing that will have me be quiet in a minute is that okay if I'm trying to speak my truth and you're not valuing me speaking my truth then I'm like well there's no need for me to have a conversation with this person <laughs> if if um, if we're not going to be able to um, listen to each other and, and vice versa what I don't want any young person to to see or feel and I have a challenging time with this as well is being in relationships being around being engagement with people or or um, yeah people or systems that don't want you hmm. right so um, you don't have to hang out with this group of students if they can't accept you for your greatness and your uniqueness, they're not ready for you. And being able to, you know, reinforce that. And um, there's always this saying, you know, um, I, I learned this. Um, it, it was a, a, it was about abuse. If you're being abused, if you're being abused. And you're a young person. What you need to do is tell an adult, right? Or, you know, at, at your school, tell someone at your school. And you keep telling people until one person will listen to you. Because not everybody's going to listen, they may not have the capacity. They may not have the the, uh, the mental ability, um, and that's not your fault. And that's one thing that I always do when I'm dealing with <laughs> when I'm dealing with schools. These kids need support. Oh, you don't want to have a conversation? Let me talk to these other people. Oh, you don't want? Uh, okay, let me. and then if nothing else. All right, I'm just gonna put this on social media. I'm gonna tag the kids at the school. If they want to have access to it, I want to make sure they have access to it. And it's typically because I've heard from either a parent or a student in that school or that came out of that school said, "Here's the help that we need." So you don't let Winston de define the help and support you need. You communicate it, and, and you keep communicating till somebody will will value your voice and support you on. Amazing, Winston. I had so many more things I, I wanted to ask you, but actually you've been incredibly generous and forthcoming with the direction that I'm so pleased our conversation 
has gone in. Um, and I mentioned at the top of the, the recording, we, we were trying to get our heads around the, uh, the various issues of daylight savings time stateside versus UK side. But I'm so pleased we have, we have managed to do it. Uh, thank you so much for joining the Dope Black Dirty podcast today. Before we wrap up, um, where can you know parents, listeners, anybody out there, can you point us to some resources or where we can find out more about you or the party program? Um, well, I, I've been fortunate to be in uh, conversations with people from the United uh, Nations Department. They've connected us with organizations um, in various parts of India and, and all of parts across a different uh, vast world. Um, I don't know why. All I did was I dealt with the issue of bullying <laughs> and I, I try to do what works. But um, we've been providing um, young people with uh, bullying prevention toolkits, which includes books, includes resources. Um, you can check us out on our website, www.partyprogram.com. That's party with an I program.com and we'll be happy to share that with you um there's an american artist named lady gaga um she has uh, a foundation called born this way foundation which also has a lot of different resources um and sometimes they they're working on campaigns to help address mental wellness safety as well as bullying prevention um we actually adopted their platform uh, this August, as well as had an opportunity to go to a couple of concerts. Um, but that's another resource that can also connect you to um, nationwide and worldwide resources. And like I said, um, we want to be a voice or a platform for voices to be able to um, share um, their real experiences, to be able to share their truth, um, be able to share uh, what their needs are, and, and we try to just connect them to those opportunities. You hear me, people on link? I mean, on Instagram. <laughs> if you need help, reach out. We go. We got your back. 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 That's how we roll. Winston, thank you so much. Uh, I had a great hour um, and another wonderful reason of why I absolutely love what I do. It's been an absolute pleasure. Winston Ashby from Party Programme. And you guys can check them out, as he said, at party with an I, program.com. Until next time. Dope Black Podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.